Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the South Bay Show, Manhattan Beach Chamber 360. The special COVID-19 series on April 14th, 2020. Live, love, laugh, and leave a legacy. This is what we do here in the South Bay of Los Angeles, even in the toughest of times during this COVID-19 pandemic. The South Bay Show is brought to you by the Manhattan Beach Chamber of Commerce. The Manhattan Beach Chamber of Commerce has been serving the city of Manhattan Beach for over 60 years, and they are dedicated to promoting a strong local economy by supporting the community, providing valuable business connections, and representing business with government. The Chamber staff is focused on providing its membership with the tools and resources to help businesses grow and thrive within the community. Their goal is to continually support the individual efforts of business as they work to support the growth of the local economy. For more information on how the Manhattan Beach Chamber of Commerce is working with member businesses and the city of Manhattan Beach to support that growth, visit the website at manhattanbeachchamber.com or call 310-545-5313. I'm your host. Joe Terry, and you can read all about our many adventures on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The South Bay Show. Persistence, passion, principle, and purpose, that's what we talk about here on The South Bay Show. Joining us as co-host, the CEO and president of the Manhattan Beach Chamber, Kelly Stroman. All right, Kelly, are you there? I am here, Joe. Sounds like we have a little technical difficulty. Just a little, but uh, I would say that's minor compared to what's going on in the rest of the world today. <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, how are uh, you today, Kelly? I'm I'm good, Joe. You know, uh, it's Tuesday. The sun's out. The rain has cleared. Uh, Easter weekend is over, and. Um, you know, we're back in action. It's uh, this is the yes. new way of life, and I'm grateful. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm grateful for everything I have, and I'm grateful for my kids that are home with me, and grateful to be employed and trying to make a difference in the business community. So, right. I'm trying to trying to keep positive. Well, uh, it is uh, a time for that to keep positive, and certainly with uh, with our children. I mean, I have. My children and, and your children are older. My, my youngest is 25, and uh, it's time to keep them positive as well and to let them know that mom and dad are okay and we're going to be okay. And uh, it's, uh, it's tough. My son and uh, his girlfriend uh, was very uh, – they, they came over for Easter dinner, and they were very reticent to come and visit us. They were afraid to come and visit us because they thought, you know, they might be 
putting us in danger. And that was, that was the first hurdle. Um, it was so wonderful to see them, though. Isn't it, though? I, I know, and I think there was a lot of that. I've heard that from a lot of people who, you know, whatever, the, you know, the, the mother or father is here, you know, siblings mm-hmm. are here and here, and um, how to gather and, you know, do you, mm-hmm. you know, cook the ham and leave it at the front door? Or, <laughs> or do you get together with masks? Or do you get together and sit, you know, sit at least six feet apart? I think it's, mm-hmm. uh, it was a challenge uh, for everyone across the board with Easter. Um, I stayed at home with my boys. And we started, you know, with mimosas and brunch early in the morning. We broke out the Monopoly game again. You'll be happy to know. Remember, I talked about that four weeks ago and how it yeah. created complete civil war in my house on the first week of the, <laughs> you know, at lockdown. Uh, we tried it again, and it went better. Right. More of a civil unrest, I would say. <laughs> um, but we, we made it through the entire game. Anyways, um, you know, uh, it's it was just different. And so that, I, I've heard many people say the same thing and how they handled it. So, um, you know, some people did take right. out from all the right. restaurants that are ordering, you know, offering food. Others cooked at home. Others... You know, this is a different world in, in how we conduct every part of our daily life is different. And, um, right. you know, it's going to be different for a long time. And even when things reopen and we're able to return to, um, you know, moving around more freely, I'm not going to say we're going to return to normal because the normal is going to be different. And, uh, we, you know, we're humans and we're probably one of the most adaptable species on the planet. And we're being tested. Yeah. And uh, we've yeah. got to keep, you know, keep going because, uh, we're, you know, we're all, we're all capable of this and it's difficult. There's days when we all, I, I have them too, when, you know, you feel like, whew, boy, this is tough, you know, and you're getting hit from every side mm-hmm. and you've got to pick up your chin and know that you're not alone. That's the most amazing thing about this is we, and I know people say it, but we truly are in this together. I mean, everybody's affected by this on at least one level, if not many levels. So uh, we're humans. We're resilient. And uh, fortunately, in Manhattan Beach, I count, you know, thank my lucky stars um, that I work in represent Manhattan Beach because this town's amazing. They really know how to band together. Um, they also know how to, you know, misbehave. <laughs> but um, it's hard for people to we're stay We're going to talk about that, too. We are going to talk about that uh, with our guests, but, you know, it's, uh, we live here for a reason, and reasons, there's several. It's a great city to live in. It's a great area to live in. People band together. They know how to help each other, but they also like to be outside, and they, they like their exercise, and they like their views, which is a challenge for everybody, but I think people are getting used to it, and, you know, I sit in my office, and I look out onto the parking lot. Our office is closed. I sit here alone. Um, but I see people going in and out of the post office with more and more masks on, you know. So people are definitely getting the point. And, you know, that's the new wave that we're in this week is that masks are mandatory when out in public. And um, people are getting creative with those masks, everything from, you know, the paper kind of, you know, kind of medical-looking masks to the N95 mask. I see those to very decorated, um, colorful fancy masks on some women it's it's interesting that's kind of the new fashion statement <laughs> for some people so right. yeah you've got to you know you've uh, got to protect 
uh, but you got to have you know, maybe a little fun with it too and, and keep it lighthearted because I think we'll all kind of lose our minds if we don't, you know, look at the positive too. Uh, it's been, it's been well, quite a I, week. I spent the weekend delivering a lot of masks. We have um, a member who, um, whose client is a, a fashion kind of designer. She does, she makes wedding dresses, beautiful designs. And um, the client is like, you know, a financial investment firm. And so they paid her to make a bunch of cloth masks and they donated them to the chamber um, who had, you know, has delivered them to about 10 different businesses. And uh, we will be delivering more this week too. So there's a lot of movements like that going on. There's a lot of people selling masks. You know, people who uh, – I talked to our friend, uh, our surf wax guy. You know, remember you, the company you, up on the north end in El Porto? Uh, sure. Hogan, Y-E-W. You. Yes. He has, you. I talked with yeah. him yesterday, and he has pivoted, and he is now making soap. So, I, you know, these stories are out there, and people are getting creative, and uh, he's giving away the soap, um, but he's, you know, mm-hmm. taking his molds that were making surf wax. None of us can surf right now, so there's no need for surf wax, but he's pivoted, and he's making soap, and he's found out that beeswax is a, um, uh, has major antibacterial components to it. So, mm. anyways... The stories are out there. Not everybody has found that groove yet. Um, you know, a lot of people are still knee-deep in applying for loans and waiting to hear on these loans and grants and everything. But, um, right. you know, there, there is motion out there, That's and there are opportunities out there. So that's the good news. Well, I, I just want to, uh, I want to start every show on Tuesday with a thank you to you, Kelly, and the Chamber um, for uh, – agreeing to do a second show. Uh, We have our normal show on Fridays, but this show is going to be devoted specifically to resources and guidance and information uh, about COVID-19 and its impact specifically on your, uh, your uh, marketplace and your community, Manhattan beach and the business owners of Manhattan beach, the members of the chamber and I want to thank you for doing that. Um, do we have any announcements that you, you have you want to make? Or? You know, I don't have any major um, new announcements. Um, just a reminder for anybody listening, you can still go on our website, um, com, and see who, if you click on Meals to Go MB and Shop to Go MB, you can still see who is doing takeout and delivery of food and also some a few of the stores that are, um, you know, selling and delivering products, you know, from bath products and, and cleaning products and what have you. But there's no other major, major announcements. But uh, we appreciate the opportunity to be on the Tuesday show with you, Joe, and um, bring just really important information. It's a, it's a wonderful opportunity yeah. for our Members and other people in the community, and I am so happy today. We have we have the top dog in the city with us today. <laughs> Kelly, who's our guest today? All right, Joe. Our guest is Mayor Richard Montgomery. From 2005 to 2013, Mr. Montgomery served twice as mayor and city council member for the city of Manhattan Beach. Prior to his election, he served as a planning commissioner and chairman from 2002 to 2005 in Manhattan Beach, at which time he was a part of the creation of the Manhattan Beach Farmer's Market, which is now about 14 years strong, and also uh, the development of the Metlocks Plaza. Mr. Montgomery was reelected to the Manhattan Beach City Council in 2017 for a third term. Prior to elected office, 
he was the real estate government affairs manager with a national outdoor advertising company in Los Angeles. His responsibility was to guide the real estate acquisitions and provide government relations support and legislative policy direction with government agencies throughout Southern California. As a local elected official, Mr. Montgomery is currently um, our mayor and also the president of the Independent Cities Association, which is a group of elected officials from 43 cities throughout Los Angeles County. He's also director of the sanitation districts number five and seven in Los Angeles County, a board member of both the California League of California Cities and National League of Cities, a lot of cities, a lot of League of Cities here, um, a board member of Grays and Green, uh, environmental advocacy is currently a small craft harbor commissioner in Marina Del Rey at the appointment of Los Angeles County Supervisor Janice Hahn. He's also a former Rotarian of mine, obviously very active in the community, and he is a, I didn't know this, I, he is a former police officer, and I did know he resides, of course, in Manhattan Beach with his beautiful wife, Diane. Richard, Mayor Richard Montgomery, welcome to the show. Are you there? With Thank us? you both. You know Thank that my you. resume sounds better when Kelly reads it. <laughs> I think that's true of everyone's resume. Yes. <laughs> thank oh, you for yeah. thank you for reading the short version too, Kelly. I appreciate that. <laughs> I've got the side hustle now. Everybody's getting side hustles. Mine is to read introductions. There you go. I like it. You guys did a great <laughs> job setting it up. Good morning. Thank you. Uh, I was um, recently visiting uh, a uh, a park in Manhattan Beach. And my wife and I were were pleased to uh, recognize that uh, uh, your name was right there at the top as mayor of Manhattan Beach, but it was a while ago. I was visiting uh, a park right at the corner of uh, Aviation and Artesia, and there's a big uh, sunflower sculpture there. Do you know what park I'm I'm talking about, Richard? Aviation and Artesia? uh, yeah, it's 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 the strangest thing where AAA is the AAA office. Yes, yes, yes. That is yes. that is Manhattan Beach, and as as you come back a little bit farther north, there's a little tiny park there that was dedicated by the city of Manhattan Beach, and and you were mayor at that time. How many times have you been mayor? As mayors rotate through the city council, how many times have you been mayor? This is my third time, as Kelly pointed out. Let's see, in 2008, I had the recession. In 2020, right. I had the pandemic. So I'm not sure it'll be a fourth time for me here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Richard, Tough we are time. so fortunate. We are so fortunate <laughs> to have you leading us through this you clearly have experience and i just want to say real quick on that note because i've been studying other um disaster recovery you know joe i haven't mentioned but we starting to form a uh, recovery team economic recovery team in manhattan beach and i have been talking with other chambers and across the country but you know, disaster recovery can come from a pandemic it can come from a hurricane or tornado there's many you know, earthquakes there's many other things and richard you were you know, very instrumental in um, sending and going to a lot of relief in Houston too after uh, that hurricane. So yes. you've got a lot of you've got hands-on experience. Um, you, we are so fortunate to have you during this time. Well, thank you both. I think the key for us is that you have a council that has experience, and you have to look at 
Councilor Marcia Napolitano, he's been mayor five times, and he's right. seen everything. He, he, he was lucky to skip the recession, and he's lucky to skip the pandemic part of being mayor. But he's been through everything else. So Steve has mm-hmm. over, what, 14 years in office mm-hmm. uh, yeah. experience. You have Nancy Herzman, a former school board member, on council now with right. me. So we have heavy experience that has seen tough times before. I think Kelly said it. We're going to get through this. Right. We'll all get through it right. together. It will pass. But in the, what you right. do in the meantime is set, set yourself up to roll out of that uh, pandemic phase is what's happening right now. I think both of you probably saw the news from Governor Newsom, and we talk, we're on a conference call with him once a week, by the way. And he's very mm-hmm. transparent. He's very open to all of us and says, look, when we ask questions like, hey, uh, Joe Terry and Kelly Strom in my city are asking the same question over and over, when will you allow Mm -hmm. the beaches to reopen? If May 15th is your deadline, and I've been circling that date for a while, if that's what the deadline Mm -hmm. is, that's your target date to look at opening beaches with limited uh, access and or with social distancing, is that a possibility? Because that is our number one Mm -hmm. question for the South Bay beaches. Mm -hmm. Uh, When you open up the beach, somehow everybody goes, ah, relief. It doesn't mean our (laughs) stores all open. It doesn't mean everything else all open. It just says, hey, give us one outlet to let everybody go and enjoy getting outside and maybe even make it half the beach, you know, south of the pier to a certain point. Or or, to me, they make it worse. You want to take it all the way out so you can spread everybody out. But his office is consistent. They say, Richard, once the data proves that we're past the apex of the pandemic and we see numbers decline consistently, we're more open to it. We're not going to commit to a May 15th date. We're not going to commit to a June mm-hmm. 1st date. But we'll tell you, we look mm-hmm. at our numbers daily. We're seeing a gradual decline. We need to see a consistent decline in those numbers. Then when we're open to flexibility to allow your beaches to open, I said, look, great comment. appreciate that. However, we're not consistent today. Newport Beach is open. Mm-hmm. I just went to Huntington Beach. Their beaches are open, and people are surfing. Why is that not the same? Mm-hmm. We're part of the same state, right. now, but they get treated now, differently. Now we're, we're, now, we're getting into the details, and that's fine, because that's why you're here. We want to know. Everyone on uh, this recording or live, if you're listening live, wants to know. But I want to step back for a minute, Richard, with such experience three terms as uh, uh, in the city council, three times as mayor, two times as mayor. What is your touch point on this, this pandemic? I mean, everyone has said the word unprecedented at least 10 times more uh, in the last few months than they've ever said it before. That word unprecedented. What is this that we are living through? And, in specific terms for Manhattan Beach. Tell us about how significant this period of time is. Well, this is, this is much different than 1918 Spanish flu, and none of us here were around in 1918. But perspective, mm. I mean, that's 675,000 um, deaths across the U.S. So you don't want to compare one with the other. For us, this is more devastating. The country was still small back in 1918. The population is much right. different back then, 105 million. Now we're well past that. But for our city itself, Joe, the touch point is we're talking every day. I don't know one aspect mm-hmm. of the city or any city that's not impacted every day. 
There's morning briefings. There's morning every outreach. There's every day we send a message out by Nixle or by text or by email what the city's doing, what's going on. Not just Kelly's uh, shop to go, meals to go that we spread out. It's a great idea to help our local economy out. We see how we're doing everywhere else. How are we doing? Not just citations. That's not where our focus is. The citations Joe only uses in deterrent. But how is the rest of our city doing? 95% of our employees, as you probably know, are working from home. Only people that right. are vital public state, there are fire and police and some admin. Our people are working at City Hall, and City Hall's closed to the public. So you don't see a reduced service level from the outside unless you're waiting you know, for a building permit. But do you see it as mm-hmm. normal resident? I don't think you see it except things are closed. But we look at things mm-hmm. every day and say, how are we impacted? Well, this is how we're impacted, not just our staff and concerns with their family. Look at public safety. Are you concerned about your officers not having the right masks when they deal with the public, which they have no choice to deal with? Are they wearing the right masks? Are they safe when they go home to their families? That's how we or cities impact. We look at the overall picture, but it gets down to individual employees. How safe are they? How safe can you make them uh, so that they go home feeling safe when they go home to their families at nighttime? Right. We have we have many different stories on a national and international level and and even though they don't directly impact us here in the South Bay, I just want to frame this conversation with some of the news out there internationally that will ultimately uh impact us in terms of our geopolitical, you know, uh views, and so forth, like the countries, the entire countries of Venezuela and Brazil, from the top, from their leadership, are denying the significance of the COVID pandemic. They are trying to deny it because they don't want to accept the economic uh, hardship that we ourselves and the Europeans and many Asian countries are suffering um, and they have leaderships that are quite, uh, let, let, let's say, non-standard. Certainly many people are familiar with Venezuela and its government, and uh, Brazil is a very hard-right government, very authoritarian. And we have here in this country meatpacking plants around the country are beginning to close due to COVID-19 uh, infections and uh, and 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 their leadership uh, in, in in terms of the unions are, are closing them because they don't believe their people are safe. When you think about these things, how do you think about how Manhattan Beach residents can be safer and be stronger locally here? Well, safer and stronger. Our Healthy at Home initiative is a sideways uh, comparison to the safer at home that L.A. Mayor Eric Garcetti started. I think the message for us is that we are safer at home, obviously. Uh, those who have to leave, when you go out in the public, yes, required as of tomorrow from the county, although most people started early, to wear a facial covering. Um, mm-hmm. Those are the key issues for the city as far as how are we treating it differently than the rest of the world. Everyone here and, and our, I think, California, if not the United States, is well aware of the virus mm. and well aware and knows mm. someone that's sick. Um, mm. We have a current number of 54 today, which means that someone in the city had, not current, had the virus 
when they started tracking till today. It's not a current number. But we're all aware mm-hmm. of it. We look at everything all around us, what's going on, how can we make our residents safer. We put messages about the water. So we're concerned about the water. Uh, we let everybody know in messaging that, no, you can't, you can't transmit the virus through water. The constant outreach, Joe, is what we're trying to do and keep everybody enclosed. In, in if you can stay at home, stay at home. If you definitely feel sick, then definitely stay at home. Um, we also mm-hmm. started a campaign of where we're trying to have everybody. I call everybody I know and say, look, can you make one phone call? to a neighbor on your block, not a text, not an email, an actual phone call to a neighbor on your street. You'd be surprised how people love to hear just your voice, to have Joe call you. God, Joe Terry called me. Kelly Stroman called me. It's awesome. Just one phone call a week would do to somebody. So it's that kind of neighborhood that we have, a neighborhood, a small community, we could do things like that. But as far as the city function of it, I think our job is public safety number one and keep our residents safe on that same line. That is our main focus. We're not forgetting the economic impact. And I, I look at Kelly's idea as a shop-to-go, meals-to-go that we hold hands with, which is great. But I tell residents, the more you can shop, whether it's online or you call for takeout or whatever it is, our restaurants and everybody else to keep them going, you are the lifeline to keep those businesses open. So when this reopens, Joe, and it will reopen, we want to make sure we kept our, our businesses here open as much as we can by ourselves without being able to shop there in person. That's our goal. Overall picture, safety. Second picture, how do we lessen the impact to our local residents and those of us that shop here and eat here? How do we do it until it's a month from now, hopefully, or a month and a half or two Mm -hmm. months from now? That's going to happen. So that's our focus every day. Now, I I know Kelly – thinks about that tremendously, and and she had at the beginning, I want to reemphasize this. We have in Manhattan Beach uh, a seller of of natural beeswax, surfboard wax, who's pivoted to now making soap. I think that is so amazing, Kelly. It is, and it's a perfect example of how a lot of the businesses in Manhattan Beach that you know are able to do so have the flexibility, have the creativity, and at this point, some of the resources to be able to pivot and and start you know making and producing um, or altering something that they're already doing. Um, you know, they're not the other the only ones. A lot of you know, there's one of our little local. Um, uh, Shops that makes beautiful clothing, uh, all custom, you know, not all custom, but mostly um, it's right on Highland called Great Goods. She started making beautiful, like, silk masks. So there's people who are, you know, getting creative with it. But, um, you know, those are just small numbers compared to the overall picture in Manhattan Beach. Not everybody, you know, is able, able to do that. So economic recovery, you know, reopening of the businesses, if, um, and Richard can talk about this much better and more articulately than I can. But it's, you know, the, I keep telling people the door just isn't going to open again. The, the gate isn't going to just be lifted. It's going to be most likely a gradual step-in type of process, and there's going to be a lot of um, – New, you know, uh, requirements in social distancing, most likely, you know, in uh, certain businesses, whether it's your gyms and your health clubs, whether it's a restaurant, people have to sit farther apart, whatever those is, those things are, you know, going to be defined, hopefully, I believe, before people are reopened. But it's going gonna, it's gonna to look a little different. And then, you know, we look at 
how are kind of people going to want to move around uh, differently? Are they just going to come out and start shopping and going to the beach and exercising again freely? Are people going to start traveling again? What are the airports going to look like? All those are such, you know, very important, crucial components to keeping our city safe and everybody else safe, too. And um, I think, you know, honestly, the the more um, every level of government um, can be very strategic and very careful in those in that process, uh, hopefully, um, long term, the healthier, you know, we will all be. And it, it's already a tough road. It's going to continue to be a tough road, but we're going to, mm-hmm. you know, do what we can um, uh, to make it happen. And I, you know, uh, the leadership um, from the top down, it's going to be a group effort here. When, you know, I just, I just, uh, uh, you know, ran, ran out of uh, superlatives and other descriptions for um the the times that we live in uh today because uh uh i i've you know seen lots of different things and and i i'm a student of history but uh this is this is special this is a time uh, that people don't realize this is not something that happened to us i mean the virus is also of course something that is happening to us globally but in terms of our economy this is something that we chose to do because it was the best idea uh, for the the maximum number of people to not get sick or our health system not to collapse under the weight of many people getting sick. What do we say? What do we say, Richard, for reopening? When do you think um, a, a modest amount of economic uh, reopening is going to occur? Well, the economic part of it isn't so much the, the focus of the governor's action. I think his action is more of uh, to see a ray of sunshine out there and give us a little bit of hope because of the, the items you mentioned. It, we all want everyone back to work tomorrow if we could. The president on down. I think our goal is that he wants to call it a rolling reentry program. Think of it of opening up just our beaches, the psychological impact of having our beaches open and strained open again, Joe. It may not be the economic punch we all want, unfortunately. Mm. We all want our restaurants mm. and businesses back to open and back where they were. That's, that's the bad part of it. The second piece of it, how do we get the first stage to open first? Do we get our beaches open for the psychological impact, get people out again, open our strand, uh, do things like that? And how far behind that do you allow – restaurants to open because that's where the push is you're going to have distancing issues are you ready for that i think the governor's fear and i understand what he means i agree with him if we do it too fast joe then bring it right back again we're going to see there we're, our fear is that the numbers will climb again and people get mm-hmm. sick again mm-hmm. at the same time mm-hmm. you say look we have proof the numbers are declining look they're going to be flat so when is that mm-hmm. right time to let us do it and every city in california not just me we're all asking the same every city is hurt all of our cities are hurt economically and not just the fatigue and the anxiety factor. That's with all of our residents. We all want to be there. So I, I think mm-hmm. he's going to balance that question with a rolling reentry. I saw in the paper he's talking to California. I'm sorry, he's talking to Oregon and Washington together to open mm-hmm. up all of us, all those states will try rolling reentry. Um, their beach is not mm-hmm. the same as ours, obviously. But for us, the biggest impact people would see is relief 
to get out of their homes and say, hey, you can go to the beach. Or our parks are open again, right. which we want to see. But he's on a, his team, the governor's team, I will admit, is, is very good at getting information to all the mayors in every city in California. I mean, you may not agree with the governor and his politics, but politics aside, mm-hmm. he's done a fantastic job with every city and the whole state of getting us there early. We didn't like it. No one likes being shut down, and no one likes having to stay at home. But because of his actions early across the state, California will come out of this first or be with there with, with Oregon and Washington, while the rest of the East Coast that didn't follow his methods is now paying a different price for it, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. we're looking for the same thing. I want things to open. I want the psychological part of the beaches to open, the Strand to open, our parks to open. That's my suggestion. And we'll go back when his team comes back and says, hey, Richard, what, what's Manhattan Beach's plan? Well, here's our plan. Let us open these things first, and then maybe it's a week behind it. Maybe it's two weeks behind it. Let us start opening businesses again. If he wants to hold restaurants mm-hmm. reserved for the last, if that's his main concern of distancing and having the virus uh, grab again, I understand it. But let me open businesses not tied to restaurants first then. Then we have restaurants come last. That way by then we'll have three weeks of, of social contact and our numbers didn't climb anywhere for the virus. So that's what we're looking at. And when it comes back mm-hmm. to us and the governor says, hey, I want to see Manhattan Beach's plan, what you want to do, what's important to you, then the council will get together. This experienced council now will get together and say, hey, look, we all agree, beaches, parks, open first. And all the South Bay mayors open their beaches at the same time. All our strands will reopen. And the second thing, do we mm-hmm. agree that we want uh, our bookstores to open, our everything else, hotels to open? What is the key? And right behind it, when can we open our restaurants? So we all have our fingers crossed, Joe, and I know Kelly's taking the same thing I am. Hey, what's that magic, what's that magic date going to be? We don't know, mm-hmm. but they are working on a reentry plan. It is a rolling reentry plan. You will not see all three open at the same time. There will be a phase-in level, and we're just hoping it starts at beaches, parks, works its way to businesses and hotels, then it opens up to restaurants. And by then, maybe there won't be a third piece. Maybe two and three can open together. Uh, but that's our actual thinking as we belong here with all of, all the South Bay mayors are all on, on the same team here. And uh, we're pushing mm-hmm. every week on these phone calls, hey, what are you guys thinking? How's the plan coming along? Are you open to May 15th? Are you open to June 1st? What's it going to be? And let our, so we can let our residents know, hey, we're going to start a roller reentry program, and this is what we think, and this is going to happen. But stay tuned because the mm-hmm. governor has to okay all of our cities opening up this way. Once he sets that standard and says, hey, May 15th or May 20th, I'm going to try a limited reentry program. Parks and beaches can open, but no restaurants and hotels yet. And then when that second piece will happen. So fingers crossed, you, both of you, that we can see daylight and progress by this May 15th date. Richard, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I have a question. Um, sure. You, uh, mentioned at the beginning of your segment, I, I think if I heard you right, that um, Newport Beach and like the Huntington Beach areas, uh, beaches are open. Correct. They're, I, I, they're surfers down there, and people are asking me, why can't we do what Huntington Beach is doing? It's a great question. And the governor's staff has not answered that. He hasn't answered me yet. Why is Huntington Beach and Newport allowed to have surfers? And we can't. But actually, L.A. County He's going to say, would tell me, L.A. County Health Department controls, makes the call on surfers and beaches because our, the public health officer, Dr. Ferrer, 
she's the one that sets a tone for all of L.A. County. She controls L.A. County because we don't have our own health officer like Pasadena, Long Beach, and L.A. have. That's mm-hmm. different. But those cities don't have their own public health officer. We have to rely on the county. So we ask the same question of her every week as we ask of the governor's office. Hey, what about this? Can we open our beaches up? Can I, if you give me a date, May 15th, I know you can extend the order now to May 15th. But uh, as of that date, if we can see a continued decline of number of cases reported, and it's slowing down, and we, we can show proof of a week or two of the numbers dropping tremendously, would you consider a rolling reentry for our beach and strand? This is from the L.A. County office I'm asking about. We're all asking. In fact, there's a mayor's call today at 2 o'clock with all of us asking the same question. Hey, this May 15th date holds, and all the information is good. We have, data, we have metrics now to prove it. Would you consider letting all the South Bay beaches open with restrictions, of course, but distancing, I get that, and with it, the strand or without the strand? So we're asking Kelly to say it needs someone above us to say, try it. And, it, and we'll see how we do. She might say, Richard, you can try it. If people don't follow the rules, we'll shut it down again. I understand. Mm-hmm. But give us a chance and let us see how we do. Yeah, well, no, I, just, I think it's important for listeners to understand the difference of how the beaches are controlled. Because that's one of the, I know, one of the big questions I get in the office. I know you get it. The city gets it. You know, and when they look at other cities being able to open them up. But you just you just said, to be clear, the, the beaches is, uh, the beach is controlled by the county. That, that's why Orange County is able to do something different with their beaches versus L.A. County. Correct. Not the governor, the governor, the governor yeah, controls state. Yeah, but it's the county officers that determine yeah. which beaches can open and not. And L.A. County has taken a more restrictive approach, saying no beaches uh, yeah. going forward. So until that changes, and I, I, I do use the analogy of Newport and Huntington Beach with L.A. County all the time. All they do is shrug and go, we're not Orange County. So mm-hmm. it, it's a most asked question I get. You're right. Uh, why can't you open the beach up? And I tell, explain why. But the question to L.A. County remains, uh, we'll ask again today on our call that, hey, have you thought about this? Can you give us some sliver of hope that May 15th is a good date? Or maybe a week after the beaches mm-hmm. can partially open with, with social distancing? And we'll see mm-hmm. what happens. Mm-hmm. So is the second asked question when our hair salons opening up? <laughs> well, yes, yes, yes. Joe doesn't know this, but um, there's a social <laughs> Joe. And uh, you probably know the name. And the most asked question that people have sent me, the, the number one uh, question or, or people that are unhappy about is that I, as the mayor, closed all the hair salons and nail salons in the city. I didn't want to remind him the governor actually shut down non-essential business, and he didn't consider hair salon, nail salons essential. I think the, the ladies in the Manhattan Beach would disagree completely with him. Right, but um, right. he allows construction to go on and everything else to go on, but not that. Or cannabis shops <laughs> can remain open, but not hair salons. So, it's a strange right. new world we're living into. And I, I tell you, I, I get a question every day about different items in the city, and some things I should know the answer to. I have to go to staff and go, "Hey, what about this?" But right. most questions I get asked now are like, "Hey, when are we going to see a reopening?" They don't rely on the governor. They want to hear from the mayor. When are you going to allow? hair salons or restaurants or bookstores or whatever is to reopen. And, mm-hmm. and I tell everyone the same answer. I am as anxious as you are. I want our economic engine to restart itself, and I can't wait for that first day. People, I think when this does reopen, Joe, the economic powerhouse mm-hmm. you talked about, 
people are going to be so anxious to go out there, going to spend, 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 because they've been cooped yeah. up for so long. I think our mall yeah. will be flooded. I think downtown will be flooded with people shopping and hanging out as long as they can because they've been cooped up so long. So right. the economic powerhouse that we used to see in our city will return. I think the first month will surprise people how well our stores and restaurants will be charted to recover. It's not an instant recovery. Don't get me wrong. It's not going to happen in one month. But it's that first month of having our stores open again and restaurants open again and hotels open again and just having our plaza downtown open again as a draw to people. All those things combined mm-hmm. will get us back on the road to recovery. Mm-hmm. I I find it hard to um, – I don't want to, you know, ask any questions that would point to difficulties, but there are people – for whom, you know, staying at home is not really an option. And there are people, obviously people that have to work and they have essential businesses that they work in. But I know a lot of people in Manhattan Beach depended on workers coming from outside the city, and that's not happening anymore. Can you give us any, any, uh, any uh, feedback from the city's point of view on that, that, that you know, the gar- whether it's the gardeners or the the uh, hairdressers or the childcare workers that are not coming and not participating, I can't answer the people that are separate from the city. I do know that the gardeners are still here. I still see them in the city. Yeah. So they're tied to construction yeah. or tied to home maintenance. That that has not gone away. As far as the hair right. salons and things, the governor considers non-essential business. You're right. I have no control over items the governor has shut down. No city does. Right. Um, but, right. no, the, there's no relief in the city on that. I wish I had the authority to say, you know, we're exempt. Like Huntington Beach, Newport Beach was surfing. I wish I could say, no, no, mm-hmm. we're exempt. Let's keep these businesses mm-hmm. going, and we'll protect everybody else. It's the unfortunate part, the unseen part of a labor force show, you're right, that, don't, that people don't see and people that can't work at home that still go to work somewhere else, that's, that's the tough right. part of it because we can't control that part of it. All we can do is remain supportive of what we can do here as a city. Well, right. yeah, and I want to jump in, too, because I know we, I had this conversation last week with um, a team of people, and, you know, I, I stress that it's not – uh, when we are able, you know, to reopen things and move back around, that we, it's not just one particular industry or just small businesses or just downtown or just the north, you know, it is, there are so many factors to your point, Joe, of people coming back to their workplace, whether that is a nanny, whether it's the gardener um, returning in full force, whether it is some of our larger businesses that employ hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. We, we have, you know, a fair amount of businesses, uh, particularly if you, if you look at um, Sepulveda and other areas of the town that have hundreds of employees that are now working remotely. So when those people are able to return uh, and safely work in their you know, office, those people go out and they eat and they shop and they use other services in the city too. So it's, you know, it, it's like an ecosystem. And, and, you know, when, mm-hmm. when one part of the ecosystem <clears throat> is, um, you know, controlled, sti- you know, stifled, it's going to affect the other parts too. So, you know, yes, it, it, and also a healthy ecosystem is important. So um, we have to look at, you know, getting all of them back open when it's safe and then whatever 
progress in whatever you know uh, way that happens. But there's so many people. You know, it's not just residents shopping in the city. It's a lot of other people coming in the city or coming back to their offices that contribute to the economy, too, it, let alone tourism and people coming and traveling again. That's a whole other, you know, subject. But um, it's not, it's, it's, we got to, you know, we got to get all of it back on track eventually when it's time. Right. Right. Well, we are, um, we are thrilled to have, uh, strong leadership here in the South Bay. Um, we're thrilled to to live in the bubble of California um, that responded to this COVID-19 pandemic quickly. Isn't that amazing? Um, we, we, I think, Joe, just, two things just, that, that happened. You have um, not only experienced counsel, three of us, I think you have mm-hmm. tremendously experienced staff. You have a finance manager who's been with the city 30 years who became city manager and the staff mm-hmm. team itself, the police chief, fire chief, admin, all the way down, public works, you've got them. So don't, it, council doesn't, doesn't work in a vacuum by itself. It needs experienced staff to make all this happen. All of our writings that we do every day, it didn't just happen by itself. It, this is staff driven on their end to make sure the residents are aware every day what's going on, that we understand with Northrop Grumman and Skechers and our biggest employers in the city, school district, we want all of them back with us again. They need data. They need mm-hmm. information every day. So council may be the face you see, but I would, I would say staff is the reason why we're able to do so much. The ones that are actually brave enough to come and work at City Hall and leave their families to come here and work here, and while everybody else is working from home, they don't have that luxury. They have to be here to help the basic things keep going. So it's a team effort. We all are on the same team. You and I, Kelly, we're all on the same team. We all want the same thing to happen, right? We all want it to happen as quickly as it can, but safely. That is our goal. So leadership, you may see us up top and see our name in the paper, but it's because of the people that work with us that makes it all happen. Yeah. No, it's amazing. The city, I agree, Richard, 100%. And, um, you know, it's, it's, not just council, it's not just staff, it's staff and council and everybody else pitching in. And um, I think we always, we're, we're so lucky to have such a wonderful city. And I agree, you know, having so much longevity in, in every level of every department um, is really proving to be um, so helpful right now. Um, I want to ask you about um, crime rate. Um, I know you know, um, that the county was, you know, announcing that they released about 25% of, you know, um, inmates from the, you know, the jail system and everything to uh, thin out, you know, the level, the amount of people in there. Um, are, is any of that filtering, have we seen any um, increase or decrease because there's less activity? I mean, it could be decreased too. You know, what's happening um, is on uh, the police beat in the city. I will tell you this. We get asked the same question every week, and the police department and our chief Abel and his staff have done a fantastic job of keeping it status quo. It's still low, very low. They have what they call their um, undercover teams that use undercover vehicles that go patrol the neighborhoods. You don't see them, Kelly. They're there. They're also moving cars around in different neighborhoods, and we have officers around. Every different part of the city is covered undercover cars, everything else are out there patrolling because we want to keep it as safe, if not safer than it was before. 
And so far, thanks to those efforts, we have not seen an increase in crime anywhere in the city. I would add there's certain things that are that you may see a blip here or there on that we're watching more carefully. Those crimes that do get reported and consistently, pre-virus and current virus, lock your car mm. doors. Don't leave <laughs> Joe's Apple computer sitting on the front seat of his car, leaving the car unlocked. <laughs> Don't leave your iPhone on their windshield. You know, common right. sense things we all should know. Hey, before the virus, did you leave your, did you leave your Apple uh, computer on top of your, wind, uh, your front seat of your car? No. Well, then why would you expect it now? Yes, we're a very right. safe city, but common sense. Lock, take your valuables out of your car and lock your car door. Two, two ba- and lock your front right. door, unfortunately. When I first moved here 32 years ago, I didn't lock my front door for the longest time. The screen door was open. I never thought about it. But now you have to lock your car door, take your valuables out, take them inside, lock your car door, and unfortunately have to lock your front door. But other than that, I know the police did a fantastic job, and I commend Chief Abel and everything his, his team is doing to be visible and invisible as part of his enforcement. Yeah, no, they they are always fantastic, and I have to just you know add kind of a, a little bit of a kind of a humorous but you know, current event or current uh, concern is when we all first started um, voluntarily at that point, kind of wearing masks. Um, I wouldn't even leave my mask in the front seat of my car, like when you I mean got facial it, covering. Yeah, just. <laughs> Yes, thank you. <laughs> Touche. Um, yes, I mean, I wouldn't, I'm like, okay, because that's the next thing people are going to be breaking in the cars for is masks. You know, now they're much more widely, uh, or masks, excuse me, facial coverings. You know, but I was hiding my facial covering, you know, kind of wanted anybody motivated to break into my car just for that. <laughs> so, but yes, uh, facial covering. Let's, let's talk about that. Facial let's, covering. Uh, so, you know, I want to give a shout out to Council Member, former Mayor Nancy Herzman. Her daughter, yeah. uh, you know, obviously school's not in session. So those two have been cranking out colorful facial coverings at their house. And you can contact her, Kelly, about oh. these. Everything from Star Wars theme to everything else. So Nancy's done a fantastic job of and her, and making her daughter of making these for people. And they're all over the city. You'll see them. They're very colorful, very unique. Mm-hmm. And they actually have the pull-down mm-hmm. feature. So you cover your nose. When you wear a facial covering correctly, you cover your nose and your mouth, and you pull it down to your chin. They expand to cover mm-hmm. that area. They also make them for children mm-hmm. because the same size mask that Joe's going to wear is not going to fit, you know, a young child. <laughs> right. So contact right. Nancy Herzman and say, hey, I heard you're famous for making these colorful masks, and we want you to make some masks for us. So masks, facial coverings, I keep using the same thing too. But that is what we're doing. And another thing we're doing, and Kelly mentioned at Rotary Joe, so I saw a program, I think I saw it in uh, Southern California, somewhere in Santa Cruz area where they had the idea of neighborhood groups like Rotary go serve our seniors, our most, uh, I think, the most impacted group of all this show you asked earlier, the seniors. You cannot leave your home 65 years of age or older. But don't forget, we also have people in our city with physical challenges that are not 65. So I asked, hey, Bruce, our city manager, Bruce Moe, hey, can we start to plan up on our own? to find a group, and I'll, and I'll suggest Rotary because I'm Rotarian, that we deliver meals to them, and then at, no, at low, low meaning like a dollar, dollar fifty cost, or no cost mm-hmm. to them to get meals, mm-hmm. at least to get one nutritious meal every day. Every day. Mm-hmm. And we set up a hotline. You call in. It's 310-802-5010, seven days a week. 
during work hours, you get a live human voice, person to talk to. After that, leave a mm-hmm. message. Say, hi, I'm Joe Terry. I'm not, you're not mm-hmm. 65, Joe, but suppose you're 65, right? No. I got a broken leg skiing. No. Hey, my wife and I are here. We can't leave the house. Can we get two meals a day? And they get your address, your phone number. Next thing you know, next morning or, or next at lunchtime, they knock at your door. There's no contact. They knock your door and leave the meal at your front door, and they leave. Okay? They're yeah. wearing their gloves, their facial covering. They leave. You don't even see them. But guess what? In that first week at over 80, 80, people call mm. in that number to say, hey, I'd love to have that. I can't leave. And you'd be surprised. People, just a simple thank you. Hey, Richard, thank you and staff and Rhoda for doing that because I heard my parents, I don't live there, my parents live in your city. What a great idea. It meant so much to them. You remembered them or thought about them, and they get a mail a day, and they feel great. That's good. Just yeah. a small yeah. thing you do like that makes a huge difference. That's fantastic. So shout that out to Rotary really. and Parks and Rec, Director Mark Lehman and, and Bruce Moe and everyone at Rotary made it all happen because it is working. Other cities are copying our plan, what we did. Right. It all started here. Right. So this, this yeah. virus itself has made people get more creative. I'm not just talking about a home and what you're doing at home and make things, the hours pass by. How does it make it easier for your seniors or people that can't leave the house for a reason? How do I help them? One meal a day doesn't sound like much, you guys, but if they only meet one meal a day or a meal and a half a day, that's a huge impact to their lives. Right. Yeah. I want to talk to give another shout-out to the um, Parks and Rec Department. Uh, they have created um, a YouTube channel that um, has a lot of different uh, healthy living creative activities, um, tips uh, for all ages, for older adults, for kids, for stay-at-home, you know, parents, all different things. If you go on the CityMB website, so it's www.citymb.info forward slash healthy at home, um, there is a whole list of different activities, everything, you know, from kids, older adults, arts and ceramics, you can go to the Instagram Live, uh, staying at home, healthy MB. But if you go there, if you're you know, if you're looking for something to do, um, that's a great reference point um, to go to. And there's a lot of um, local businesses and uh, residents, people that specialize in something uh, that are starting to submit their uh, videos and their classes or their little tips to Parks and Rec, and they're going to be um, putting them onto their YouTube channel too. So another great program from Parks and Rec, and I'm going to try to get them on the show next week um, on one of the, either the Tuesday oh. or Friday show and talk about that program yeah. too. But another, um, you know, they, they bring it. You give them a challenge, and they, they rise to the occasion every time. That's great. I agree. I give him a double shout out to you. I agree with that one. I hope you have Mark on your show one time. He'd be great. Yeah. Yeah, I will. For sure. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, Kelly, any other uh uh questions for the mayor? Oh my gosh. No, Richard, <laughs> I uh, <laughs> uh you know, Richard is so always so responsive. There's been several times when I've just shot um Richard or other you know, council men and women uh a text or staff a text because I also get lost in the weeds of all the rules and regulations and okay, was that LA County or LA 
city and is it Manhattan Beach and it's you know it is um, sometimes you have to you kind of scratch your head and go wait a minute you know where where do I stand on that but I can always find information on the city website and if I can't you know sometimes you just can't quite decipher exactly what you're looking for you shoot them a text or a phone call or an email and they're so responsive so Richard um, no no more questions just a big thank you um, for everything that you have done and everybody else in the city is doing it. Um, we, we, we're very fortunate to be in the Happy Beach. You're welcome. And, Joe, right. I would say on that point, please have everyone go to our city website. All the information on COVID-19 as well as everything else is on our website. Mm-hmm. It's CityMB, like Mary Boy, CityMB.info, I-N-F-O. That is the key, and it's got everything there. You need a senior, and you don't want to call me, and you want to put a message in there to me, that's fine. It's got help for seniors or, or what two questions you want to ask about. Everything's there, and George Gabriel and his staff, or the staff liaisons for everything you can think of for the COVID-19 virus is there. Uh, the cities can put out how we're impacting, how we're helpful. It's all there on our website, and that is key. And remind everyone that the L.A. County put out the order that we're extending the stay-at-home order to May 15th, not June 15th, May 15th, (laughs) stay-at-home order. And then as of tomorrow, it's mandatory in L.A. County to wear your facial covering. And wherever you go, if you go in the public, you're going to have it. And then they can give you a ticket, a citation, for not wearing it. As far as the stores go, the Targets and the Gels and everybody else, you go into a store, they're going to enforce the rule. No, No facial covering, no entry. Yeah, I and saw that was. sign in front of Grow right. yesterday when I pulled up to Grow. Real quickly, Richard, we're almost out of time, but will, is the facial covering for L.A. County rule in public as far as if you're walking or exercising also? Uh, exercising, they said if you're in a public place and you're exercising near, near people, then yes. If you're on rock, walk your dog around a block, no. They're mm-hmm. looking at people that are out there in the public. So if they see a jogger running through, running through where people are, they're gonna, they'll cite them. Yes. So be careful where you are. I just put it around your neck. If you see someone coming at you and you can't escape left or right, put your facial <laughs> covering on. It's, it takes five seconds. Right. It's easy to do. Yeah, right. of course. Thank you, Richard Montgomery, uh, mayor of the city of Manhattan Beach. Thank you so much for joining us today. You're welcome. Thanks for inviting me. Thank you. And uh, Kelly? Yet another wonderful uh, impact of COVID-19 on the South Bay and Manhattan Beach in particular. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you, Joe. Um, it is a, truly a pleasure to be you know, a part of the community and to help out. All right. That's our show, ladies and gentlemen. Keep safe, safer at home. Uh, stay tuned in to those, uh, those uh, information sources, certainly citymb.info and, of course, the ManhattanBeachChamber.com. Thank you, everybody. Bye-bye. That was fun. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.